This contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Try and answer it as clear as possible. Go ahead. Yeah. Bit creepy. Answer your question. Sorry. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I'm confused. Are you asking me a question, or have you got a question? Have I got a question for you? Sorry. Do you want to keep going? I'm not a Hulk Hogan, but um, have you got the wrong number? Travel to WrestleMania. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Am I going to WrestleMania? Are you are you giving me free tickets to WrestleMania? By conventional means, the normals you travel with experience. Experience is that a travel company? Sorry. Malfunctions. Christ, you realize all that is left is total self-destruction. It's a good DVD title. To you, Hulk Hogan, show self-pity. To you, Hulk Hogan, try to reason why. To you, Hulk Hogan. Try and comfort the normals that have even more fear than you. Um, once again, I'm not Hulk Hogan, um, and I followed you until do I have pity? I think Hogan probably does at the minute. Don't know. Anyway, um, or do you, Hulk Hogan? Kick the doors out. Kick the cockpit door down. No, I really don't know what you're talking about now. Um, is your wife there? Can I talk to her? Okay, I think I think I'll leave it there. Um, nice to speak to you. Anyway, um, we've got a show to do. Um, bye. I do realize, Hulk Hogan, you are. How do I make him stop? <laughs> a world. Press the red button. Uh, oh, thank God for that. Weird. Oh, am I am I on like 
drugs or something. What the hell has just happened? I don't know what just went on. How did he get your number? Uh, he, he was talking about planes and... You don't look anything like Hulk Hogan. What? I don't I get... mean, he might be as old as Hogan at this point. Did well, did he have a wrong... I'm, I'm fairly certain he had a wrong number. I think he was trying to contact Hogan from beyond the grave. And uh, I'm just going to drink my tea. You'd have think yeah. he would have written down what he was going to say rather than rambling on if he was doing it from there. Something about a plane. I mean, I, I wouldn't travel by plane with the Ultimate Warrior. Um, no, that's not a good idea. No. And they wonder why people questioned his uh, promos. Anyway, welcome Hello. to the Iron Man podcast episode... 19. 19. Mm. Um, it's the UK Wrestling Fan Survival Guide. Well, well, well done. Well done. Well done. Hey. S-P-P. It's my initials. Carry on. Yeah, we got that. Uh, well, there we go. Okay, so okay. I am the Fallen Angel alongside what I am. What, the Fallen Angel's over? the Fallen Angel. No, I'm saying that there's, there's going to be problems here. If you're going to get poking eye, poking eye, poking eye, poking eye, poking eye. I am the with, fa- with, with blue tack and fish hooks. I am the fallen angel alongside old man Joey, alongside the real deal Simon Pryor. S P P. It's me. It's me. It's S P P. And um, I've just combined R V D D D D P me. And um, you, you, I'm a poet, and I wasn't aware of that. You caught us um, during a live um, uh, satellite link up with uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, Kogan. There we go. Anyway, so that was insightful. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'm just going to ring the damn bell. Ring the damn bell. So here, um, we're off. Here we are again okay. in the uh, the world of podcasting. Um, Wrestling. Just thought I wanted to start off with a bit of a high pitched voice there, and um, just thought I would uh, go with. Um, Can you some... go any higher? Nope. Uh, anything <laughs> that we uh, we missed off really last week when we were talking about the WWE news. Um, I- I'm interested in seeing what your views on this are. The return to SmackDown in the next few weeks of uh, Shelton Benjamin, um, which I. Hey, don't stop a no. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah, Bad good idea. idea. Good idea. Next question. How are they going to use him? Um, as a wrestler, I'd have thought. I assume he's going to... Main event, his... or will he... No, I think... I, he... I think IC title, initially. He's going to be mid-card, and he's going to help develop everybody else. Kind of how the Dudleys are being used right now. Yeah, I'll go with that, yeah. Yeah, that okay, sense. just... I, I, I just wondered uh, what we sort of thought about that. And the other rumour is that uh, Montel Vontaeus Porter's going back. Mm. Ah, the most mm. valuable person in the WWE locker room. Yeah. That could yeah. be... Yeah. Yeah. So no, sure no real. Uh, no will he be real. in the full body suit again, or will he be able to show his tattoos this time? Right? Um, probably full body suit because I want put a mask on him as well. It'd be really fun. Yeah. Or and, and not put on. him in the ring. Well, he's getting on a bit, but mm. then again, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's old, like WCW uh, again. Shelton Benjamin's forty-one years old. Really, so he, he's apparently not going to be a high flyer as much as these days. Yeah. His style must have changed. Uh, I just thought that that was quite interesting. Um, other than that, uh, I've got anything to talk about. So, shall we go on to the first segment of today's show? Yes, what have we got lined well, up? Well, today's show, we have got Invasion, uh, 2001 pay-per-view review. Watch the Broadway, We've yep. got uh, TNA and Ring of Honor reviews. Shall um, we cover those first? We'll do them first oh, week. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Waltman, five good Sean Waltman matches. Uh, one six-sided ring match um, <laughs> review oh, 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 oh. Uh, overrated underrated fatal the floor way uh, what happened if we might get onto that uh, guess the wrestler um, 
tag team so we got we got loads we got yeah. an action packed uh, assuming we can fit it all in yeah, we've, got, we've, got, we've got a show more packed than an early WWE Survivor Series oh wow dear, that's impressive uh, that is most impressive as Darth Vader so, might say uh, shall I cover uh, the previous week's Ring of Honor then because um, yeah. at, <laughs> at the time of recording I haven't watched any more and to now and to now by which I, I barely watched yeah. any of that I watched half an episode of TNA and then I stopped. I find it. Um, I find it quite worrying that you know you've got unlimited access to the network, and yet tonight is on your telly when we're walking. You know, it was for the purpose of research mm, and to, what for they some. All say. Yes, it's research. So um, I decided just to, as a point of comparison, really, because WWE seems to be on a quite a strong run at the moment compared to how it has been, and uh, certainly compared to the last couple of years. There's some solid stuff out there. NXT is doing well. The Cruiserweight Classic is proving itself to be quite a, a tidy little show. Uh, Raw's been quite good uh, since the, the noob era kicked in. SmackDown, eh, jury's out on yeah. that. But you know, three out of four ain't bad, as Meatloaf might have sung. Mm-hmm. Um, so, got the lyrics wrong? Yeah, he, if he got the lyrics wrong, if he had like you know uh, Alzheimer's or something, which I'm hoping won't be the case, but... Um, uh, you never know. Moving swiftly <laughs> on, yeah. Um, Get the show back on. Yeah, it's back wrestling. So I decided just to compare and contrast WWE with the opposition. Okay. So I watched one episode of Ring of Honor, uh, which was on the it's the twenty fifth. Well, this is the twenty fifth of June, but it was actually twenty uh, fifth of uh, July. Yeah. Um, twenty fifth of July episode of Ring of Honor, and uh. Also, the 28th of July episode of TNA. Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, yes. Which I only watched half an episode of. Remember when they changed their name from TNA to Impact Wrestling and everyone just sort of ignored it? <laughs> yeah, like, well, what's the point? Are you still in TNA? Or, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, that was Hogan that did that. Probably. Uh, uh, what about, they should bring back the brother. Yeah, they should. Do. <laughs> they should. I mean, Warrior um, was just campaigning for it. I think. Yeah, yeah, but, but by crashing a plane. Uh, yeah. Don't think we agree with that, Warrior. No, um, no. Um, so yeah, uh, so I, I decided to watch an episode of Ring of Honor. Now, this episode, uh, I, I didn't really pay too much attention, but the, the whole purpose of it starts off with the voice of Ring of Honor, Kevin Kelly, oh, okay. everyone's okay. favorite Kevin Kelly, yeah. um, on commentary saying that the entire hour has been given out to the title match between. Uh, Jay Lethal and Kyle O'Reilly. Jay Lethal, who is one hell of an impressioner. Um, yeah, he did a black machismo. Impressionist. Um, the one thing that I would strongly recommend you watching, looking it up on YouTube, is Jay Lethal hmm. in a promo from TNA. The last good thing I've ever seen on TNA. Yeah. Maybe the only good thing I've ever seen yeah. on TNA. Jay Lethal did a promo against Ric Flair. Oh, okay. And Jay Lethal can do the best Macho Man Randy Savage impression yes. in, but he can also do the best Ric Flair impression. So basically you had Ric Flair in the ring yeah. getting all sweaty, throwing his jacket down. Slapping himself. Yeah. And then you had Jay Lethal mimicking Ric Flair <laughs> and doing the exact same about nice. absolutely golden television. Um, Ten minutes of... Brilliant. Okay, I will look that up. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Jay Lethal is the, uh, or at the time of recording, is the current Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, so the whole purpose of, of the match was that you've got this Carl O'Reilly who's uh, essentially Ring of Honor's Sami Zayn, yeah, and that he nice. just he'll never give up, he'll never surrender. Um, and uh, so he uh, initially they were supposed to be spending the entire hour of the match. 
uh, hour of the show yeah. in this world title match. Now, what happened was uh, Carl O'Reilly uh, comes down to the ring and he is set upon by the Bullet Club. And uh, apparently they are Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Yeah. And they basically put his arm in a chair and give him some very gentle chair shots. How's he doing? They're going to hurt him. Yep. So uh, eventually, after they've uh, pummeled him, they escape into the 16 people in the audience. And, um, Couldn't never be found again. Well, they, they, are, they are found. They, they uh, turn up again later in the episode. But um, So because uh, of the injury to Kyle O'Reilly, they decide that they're going to just put some matches together and, uh, and away they go. So then it's just some... Interesting matches that came with those War Machine against Brutal Bob Evans and Ken Hughes. Now, War Machine are two big beardy guys, and they do uh, top rope stunts like they're like the Eddie Guerreros of the world. Okay, really, really weird to watch. Uh, but it's quite interesting. Then uh, there's another match with a guy called Cheeseburger against uh, against Will Ferrara. Um, Any relation? I was about to ask that, yeah. No, um, no, uh, distant cousins, maybe. Huge Greenberger uh, is uh, locked away in a box somewhere, crying his eyes out. Um, And, uh, yeah, there's... uh, I I, I don't get... I I didn't really get anything out of that match whatsoever. I I just didn't really see the purpose of it. And uh, then uh, it it just... Overall, though, uh, it felt uh, like a really hastily produced show you, you know like when you compare um wwe's product with like backyard wrestling yeah. yeah ring of honor feels like and i don't mean this to disparage ring of honor in any capacity it's just that you can tell that the money isn't really there yeah um, uh, is, is is uh james e Cornette still involved with uh, ring of honor? um i didn't see him so no. i don't know i am um, sure. But, uh, I mean, that show actually finished with a reasonably solid match. Jay Lethal and Kyle O'Reilly did have their match in the end. A lot, a lot of criticism of Ring of Honor is that the wrestling's too quick. That's what I hear a lot. Um, they talk about it. It's so well, quick that, they, like, that you don't, they don't build a show. It's like stunt, 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 quick, quick, quick. Yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was the issue with the, the three preceding matches on that show. I mean, it's a 50-minute show anyway. I mean, it was rife with adverts about uh, getting knee braces. For little or no cost, that, and that's then totally J- ironic. Yeah, and then Jay Lethal even did a promo uh, for the the knee braces, saying, "Look, even I've got one." Oh, yeah. so um, <laughs> that was actually the best bit of the show. Um, the dilapidated boat. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, that should get its own show as well. Um, uh, the dilapidated boat, not uh, the dilapidated boat yeah, show. Yeah, um, but yeah. Jay Lethal and Carlo Riley had uh, a main event match. Now that wasn't that fast paced. That actually told a story. Um, okay. So Carlo Riley comes out with his shoulder heavily taped. He gets in the match. Um, he does the Sami Zayn thing where he just keeps boinging back up and not actually giving yeah. up. Uh, Jay Lethal doesn't want to keep pounding on him, but. In order to defend his world title, he does so. He keeps asking the ref to uh, uh, end the match because uh, Kyle O'Reilly's just too injured. He doesn't. And uh, and then uh, it finishes with... Uh, what was his final move? Um, uh, lethal Injection. There we go. Um, uh, which is... Jay Lethal bounces off the ropes yeah. and hits... Uh, it's basically a springboard stunner. So he does like a backflip off the ropes and gets a stunner on on the uh, the return, uh-huh. uh, and which requires the other person to sell it before that he's hit it. Okay. okay. Um, so imagine the stunner, but ha- having Austin already having done a backflip against the ropes and then returned 
then to hit the stunner. That's that's pretty much it. And it, it looks vaguely impressive, but it does also look very, very scripted. <laughs> is there a ring four-sided, or is it a... It is a, um, it is a standard four-sided ring. Um, it's a normal ring. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing is, though, I mean, it, it just felt very cheap. Um, again, not to disparage them in any capacity, it just didn't work for me. I, I think I'm just too used to the uh, the, the production costs that, that WWE put in. And you can tell that WWE spent money uh, on, on their product to make it look good and mm-hmm. to make it look polished. They haven't um, got the money of this. No, thing, no. So and the thing is, well, the money's fine, but if you compare Ring of Honor today to ECW back in the 90s, ECW packed out that yeah. arena. And the fans were rabid and they, they were really into it. From the one episode of Ring of Honor I've seen, I will watch a couple more just to get a, a feel for it and see if it, it's common across the, uh, the product. But... The, there was nobody there in the audience. They had like about three rows deep, and that was it. It, it wasn't even a proper. It's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. 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 Um. I mean, it's episode two five three though. So I mean, they 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 clearly must be doing okay. Well, I hear positive things a lot about Ring of Honor. Mm. You know, it's almost the second brand now. You know, of, of uh, the second Impact. company. Yeah, yeah. Impact. Okay, so that's Ring of Honor. What about Impact Wrestling? Uh. Well, I only watched half an episode of that. And how uh, was that? That was mildly entertaining uh, for the fact that Broken Matt Hardy is still um, still uh, progressing in that storyline. Now, since we had a look at the final deletion, yeah. uh, Jeff Hardy has now become um, uh, subservient to Matt Hardy. Okay. In, he's uh, yeah, he's basically uh, his money, uh, money maker. Um, and it, it's like, it's funny, but, I mean, Matt Hardy, uh, there's this guy, uh, E... EC3. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in a match against him in, in, in the opening match. And so they cut a promo and uh, it's going back and forth. Matt Hardy's snapping like a dog at EC3. So <laughs> all of that. And it's just mental. And then Matt Hardy makes a jibe about EC3's cats and he takes offence at that and then they have a match. Okay, oh, right. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's stop with that then. Let's just go from somewhere. Well, I'll do this bit first. So while you're interested, would you watch TNA from what you saw? Uh, would you keep watching it? Would you I, tune back in? I tune back in for to the Matt, Matt Hardy thing, thing but the well, rest of it was awful. I'm going to come back to Matt Hardy in a, in a second. I just thought yeah, because you've looked really at um, you've looked at two um, companies, and I, I certainly thought whilst you're looking at these, so I've just been having a look on the old uh, the intranet um, on the Twitters. Yeah, um, Global Force Wrestling. Oh. I was questioning whether it was still existing because I haven't right. anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff Jarrett's uh, company that he founded two years ago. Um, um, and basically, Global Force Wrestling um, has had a, had, had a huge show on July the 28th in uh, Valparaiso, Indiana, um, at the Porter County Fair. <laughs> huge. Um, so there you go, really. Um, so listen to this. for um, There's some shocking things on the bottom of their website showing how cheap the website <laughs> is. Um, but let's have a look at the match cards. Hopefully this will uh, pop up quite quickly so I can go through it with you. Yeah. Um, whilst it's, it's loading that up. Let's listen to this for some of the uh, talent that is in Global Force Wrestling. Um, the Bollywood Boys. Oh, uh, I from the question Cruiserweight. whether they're going to be in there for very long then. Mm. Um, so that's one. Uh, Chris Sabin, I've heard of him. Yeah, um, he was, uh, was he old ECW? Yeah. Chris the Adonis Modelitsky, who I believe is Chris Masters. Um, it is. Yeah, there you go. So the, uh, that, and he looks like he's... Oh, my life. Life. oh! I'm assuming oh this is old because... Axel Jim Duggan. Doc Gallows in that... That, that, that's wow. Luke Gallows. Yeah, yes. so uh, there you go. Oh, 
Jim jo- Cornette. Johnny Gargano. That's all. Yeah. Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, um, this is so there's not there's not a lot of mm. uh, of, of things to, to hold on here, um, but um, Trent Beretta. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, let's have a look at what the match card was for this super. Ah, it's, it's crashed. It doesn't want to give me the match card. I think it's telling you something. It's telling me it's not worth talking about. Let me um, let me go on the big computer. So global. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. You got right, it. So okay, match mind. card. It then. hurt me. Let's have a look. Eric Young is heading to Global Force Wrestling Show in Winston. So that's interesting. That shows that he's probably not actually a WWE superstar anymore. Yeah, and that's it. All right, okay, so there we go. So there we go. That was Global Force Wrestling. Hey. Uh, right, Matt Hardy. Yeah, Matt go Hardy, on. Okay. Overrated or underrated? Uh, uh, can we just go with not rated at all? No. I want can to we go it. with right. deleted? Matt Hardy, is he actually... Brother Nero. Anything worth talking about? Um, no. I would argue no. I've never really been a fan of his stuff. Um, Take him away from um, the Hardy Boys, um, and has he done anything that's been worthwhile? Really. If no. we if we talk about his, his sort of career, it says the, the okay. G- give us the the career pricey, the cliff notes of Matt so, Hardy. Um, keep it as short as possible. He worked as a jobber for the WWF from 1994 until he signed a full time contract. His first on, on that note, sorry, uh, going back through my 93 viewing of yeah, Monday Night Raw, <laughs> Scotty Too Hotty showed up in a squash match. Oh, hello. Well, interestingly, cool. his um, his first match was against Nikolai Volkov, apparently, oh, nice. so uh, that'd be worth keeping your eye out for. Yeah. Um, he lost matches to Hakushi, Razor Ramon, The Imposter Undertaker. So he lost um, to everyone. Ringmaster. Uh, there we go. So basically, then they actually showed up in '99. We've done a bit of the Hardy Boys before, haven't we? Talked yeah, yeah. about there when we talked about Christian. It almost mimics Christian. Um, what I always found out with the Hardy Boys was that it was always interesting when they tried to separate them, and it never seemed to go as well as they'd hoped. Mm. So version one of Matt Hardy. Oh, remember man. that? Oh, um, in yeah. In 2001, after Jeff Hardy's Intercontinental Championship run, the Hardys were given a simple singles championship push. He won the European Championship on SmackDown four days before Backlash. Hardy believes that he was pushed to win the title because of Jeff winning the Intercontinental title. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, he then became the second longest reigning European champion in history and the longest running American holder of the title. Well, there you go. Great. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I actually had a version one T-shirt back in the day. Why, uh, why would you do go. this? Because I like the design of it. I mean, I wasn't really a Matt Hardy fan, but I mean, I bought a lot of stuff on the WWE right, Euro yeah, show. The Hardy Boys were reunited and they um, went on the Invasion storyline. By the end of the year, the Hardy Boys began a storyline where they were again having trouble coexisting. This culminated in a match between the two as leader of the guest referee at the Vengeance pay-per-view, which Jeff won. And I can tell you now, I've never seen a good Matt and Jeff Hardy matchup, nope. so that would have been rubbish. Um, then they basically patched things up um, I'm going to cut the story a bit shorter here and go through. A Skip of to the end. Um, basically, um, Matt Hardy became version one. He kept doing that for quite a long time. He had a hard, decent matchup at WrestleMania 19 against Rey Mysterio. Um, he then was released and he came back and was released and he came back and released. Went to Ring of Honor in 2005. Back, um, he came gone, back then back, with a feud gone. against Edge because Edge had uh, uh, in real Edge life his girlfriend. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there we go. And um, he then had another feud with um, 
Jeff Hardy, which resulted in a dreadful WrestleMania matchup, oh, uh, was which poor. was, uh, I can't remember which WrestleMania was, 25, I think. And um, It doesn't matter. And that's it, really. Um, he then basically, they go, uh, WrestleMania 23. Uh, oh, no, he lost to um, Mr. Kennedy at WrestleMania 23. Um, he then had a long feud with MVP, which lasted for absolutely ages. Um, then he um, became the ECW champion in 2008. Nothing says ECW more than Matt Hardy. Exactly. Uh, feud with Jeff Hardy. Um, oh, again. Which was at WrestleMania 25. There we go. Um, then he, he got a strange illness, which meant his stomach and intestines sort of bloated. Um which w- just get fat and his WWE sort of picked up on him and then he, he went off to TNA and he's had a mixed review there. My question to you is this overrated, underrated? Uh, overrated. Overrated, good stuff. I, I, I just, as a singles wrestler, I don't think he did a huge amount. The only thing that he's got going for him in, in my book is this final deletion stuff that's going on and that's because it's funny and just weird. Well, um, beyond that, I, I I can't say that I've enjoyed any sort of Hardy Boys related stuff apart from the TLC matches that they were involved. Yeah, in. I mean, I kind of wish there was another word for it because overrated it seems to say how doesn't seem to say how dreadful he actually is. Mm. Because I mean, <laughs> without Jeff Hardy and the whole tag team stuff he was doing initially. I don't even see him being a wrestler. He's, he, his life seems completely pointless. It seems he's to be like he's deleted. basically used his more talented older brother to... Uh, younger, younger brother. brother to, yeah. uh, okay, well, with that said in mind, then, overrated. Um, the next show we're doing is uh, SummerSlam, isn't it? There's yes, SummerSlam special. SummerSlam special. So for two shows' time, your job, Mr. Real Deal, yep. is five good singles Matt Hardy matches. Okay, I will give that a go. There you go. Okay, so that has to be singles because otherwise Jeff Hardy just steals the show. Um, Uh, Will this be solely WWE or do I have carte blanche to... If you want to venture over there, you can venture over there, but... To to the other side. And doesn't include the final deletion. It doesn't count as a match. Well, that wasn't really a very good match. Uh, All that had going for it was the dilapidated boat. The dilapidated... And that wasn't a match. So um, that takes us quite nicely then onto my challenge for this week, which yes. you sent me last Sean week. Waltman. Um, Sean Waltman and five good Sean Waltman matches, which I seem to have lost. So unless I <laughs> oh next week them, then we okay. might have to do it next week. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Whilst we whilst we do that, shall I do facely floor? Um, let's that. do facely yep. floor. Yeah. Okay. Um, so oh, no, got them. You got them. Okay, let's do let's that. Do this yeah. So five good matches. Um, We're so organised. I went down the route of um, looking for... I thought, I'm going to find more success with one, two, three kid matches. Yeah. Because before he got... had some very good intro music. (laughs) Wow. No, he didn't. (laughs) Um, You you talk, I'll find it. So um, he he basically had a couple of pretty decent matches. One of them, um, I've given a six-sided ring uh, match to. Six-sided ring. Here we go. um, Here's here's his theme music. I mean, this really gets you going, doesn't it? This does for a match when it it starts. Hang on. Hang on. Let's... Dead air is a crime. Yeah. Right, here we go. Even the computer doesn't want to play it. Making his way down there, wave! 
102 pounds. <laughs> the one, two, three kicks. He's, he's a jobber. Yeah. yeah. That's enough. Um, interesting enough, if you do want to search for the one, two, three kid on the, the network, you can't just type one, two, three kid. There has to be a dash between the one, two, and three for it to. I'll be, be honest, I'm not going to do that well, search. You, you might do after this. No. Right. So, why would I? You've already done it. The first matchup, um, funnily enough, considering I was supposed to be reviewing this for our uh, SummerSlam special um, next week, and I have refused to watch this pay-per-view, um, <laughs> SummerSlam 95, um, the only decent thread of anything worth even considering watching in SummerSlam 95 is the opening match, the 1-2-3 kid as a face versus Hakushi as a heel. Um, quite a martial arts type matchup, which was uh, mm. pretty damn decent to be honest. Though he was using his educated feet, he was using his educated <laughs> feet. Do um, they, does he have a brain in each? Uh, in each yeah, kid? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Have, a, yeah. Um, have they been to Harvard? Think so. Did they I, hang out with David Otunga's uh, coffee yeah. cup? <laughs> 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 and uh, basically, the 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 Hikushi, the uh, the fallen angel inspiration, um, he he caught one two three kid who was using his, ed- his educated feet to do an insecurity, <laughs> caught him, slammed him, won clean victory. About fifteen minute match, pretty good. The best thing that happened that whole day with you. So yeah. I think it was followed up by uh, Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankum. If uh, yeah, oh dear. So um, next oh. matchup was the best one I've ever seen the one two three kid in. Um, it was about a 25 minute match I believe which mm. is the one at that time unheard of that that would happen in 1994 on Monday Night Raw um, and it was uh, one two three kid versus Bret the Hitman Hart for the WWF Championship um, okay. face versus face so yep. quite rare yep. um, and an absolute classic match I remember Absolutely reading about it yeah brilliant I've, um, I've heard very good things about it I will get to it I'm doing 93 on the network at the moment honestly so. you yeah, obviously Bret Hart won um, but just edge of your seat sort of thing I mean obviously there was no way that he was ever going to win that matchup mm. but you know what I mean it, yeah it elevated him into something, something big. Obviously, then he just went back to being nothing. But um, so there you go. So there, that was that. Um, a very short match. The next one. So that I gave that one a, a six-sided ring match. Ooh, Honestly, yeah. To that point, definitely the best match on Raw mm. that happened at that point. Yeah. Um, the next one I actually gave a four, a four turnbuckle four. Um, it was only about a six-minute match. Um, and the, still four turns in the King of the Ring, nineteen ninety four. Yep. Now the first match, the one two three could, and I thought, well, this ain't gonna be good because I've seen a couple of these matches along the years and they've never been good. Versus Jeff Jarrett, and that oh, wasn't yeah. good. that wasn't J E double F J A double R E double T. The kid won, but got an absolute battering. The one thing that the one two three kid was good at, which Xbox weren't always as good at, because he went heel and getting beaten up. He was good at getting a good beating. Um, good stuff. And then just almost looking like he could still pull it off and then losing. And give um, him a damn good thrashing. Yeah, and uh, what happened was he, he had this long match, which was painful for everyone involved, at the dreadful King of the Ring 1994. And the second round matchup was Owen Hart versus uh, the 1-2-3 Kid. Yeah. 1-2-3 uh, Kid came down to the ring all looking injured, you know, doing that annoying thing he did where he shakes his left hand because he's got some nerve damage. Oh, like a stinger. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And as he walked to the ring, Owen Hart basically did some sort of torpedo drop kick through the ropes into him. We started it off like yeah. like the commentators, which was a really odd commentating mix at that point. It was um, Gorilla Mon. I can't remember if it was Gorilla Monsoon or someone else, but it just felt like it was a B rated pay per view straight away because at that time Gorilla Monsoon wasn't commentating pay per views. Um, Ninety four King of the Ring. Yeah. So and it was 
he basically then pulled him back in the ring. Owen Hart batted him for a few minutes, but then the kid turned it around, and um, it just it was just a, a brilliant, brilliant uh, matchup. Um, obviously, Owen Hart won. He went on yep. to win that um, that pay per view, um, but honestly, it was. R- amazing match considering so there we go so that was two really really good matches three really well two oh, really Art good. Donovan there you go oh, that was it that was it Randy Savage Art Donovan and, and Gorilla uh, Monsoon, Gorilla Monsoon. Um, and we- apparently uh, Gorilla Monsoon inadvertently referred to Donovan several times as Art O'Donnell <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there was a reason Gorilla Monsoon disappeared from commentary around yeah. 93 and that was because mm. he needed to um we then go to the X to the P to the A to the C. Um, we start off with one of his matches as... So there's three one two three kid matches. One of his matches is a face. Uh, WrestleMania 15 versus Shane McMahon for the European uh, Championship. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Decent. Mm-hmm. Shane's first proper big pay-per-view in-ring match. Um, obviously, Shane was face... Was the... Um, like the, 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 the the heel of you know he had no um, guts or anything like that he had the uh, mean street posse around the outside nice. the ring and test there to support uh, him Pete Gas and I can't remember the rest Rodney Mack was it yeah uh, um, anyway they they were there that was a good match um, um, Xbox lost again uh, and then oh, that's because Triple H uh, turned on him oh yeah, yes. the yeah. corporation at that point yes um, Billy Gunn had a bit, into, in, a bit in that match when he ran out to save then X Pac. Yeah. Um, and he ran so fast, he basically slid straight through the <laughs> ring. <laughs> that was quite funny. He was to be properly greased up for that. Yeah. Um, so, and then the last match one, which I just caught and I thought, I'm going to see what this is like. Uh, X to the P to the A to the C. Um, his friends weren't there, but at this point, he was part of the X Factor. Yeah. You know, oh, I know you hate X Factor. But you ain't gonna be anyway. So yeah. um, in SmackDown in two thousand and one, um, he took on Eddie Guerrero, who was uh, Latino Heat at the time. Um, I believe this was built into a matchup of Eddie Guerrero and the Hardy Boys versus the X Factor, who right. was um, Albert X Pac and Justin Incredible. Oh, was it just Incredible? Test, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Test was in there. For, was it just Incredible? Just Incredible was in X Factor until. Invasion, and then he. Oh right, okay. Either way, they weren't on it. it was just Eddie Guerrero and X Pac, and they just had this match on SmackDown. Hmm. Um, fair match. X Pac won. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, really wow. weird. Um, yeah, okay. And they were obviously trying to think of how they could push X Pac at this point because they were like, That's "Oh, he's always been like Rock. a side a side person in, in these groups, but now he's the leader of this yeah. group, and he's going to be brilliant." Um, no. I think that was like his last few months of work, wasn't it? Um, dreadful commentary by Taz in that pay per view. In that Taz, dreadful yeah. commentary. Mm. Never. So yeah, so there you go. So actually, I would say they were five pretty decent matches. Oh, mm. So he had something going for him. What I think he couldn't do was be a heel because yeah. I think when he was a heel, he just become unbelievable. The only character he could pull off was an underdog. Yeah. Who you hoped eventually got there, but never really did. He he was like the ultimate, Bob not Bob. quite jobber. <laughs> yeah, um, he was tag team champions with Marty Jannetty for yes. a while. Says well. <laughs> so a lot, doesn't it? So even That's in that team, team, Marty Jannetty was still the Marty Just on on that on that note with the tag team turmoil thing in in the the new rockers was Marty Jannetty still the Marty Jannetty I don't know it's a hard one that is I'm not sure so um, there you go so that's my five uh, Sean Waltman matches X to the P to the A to C Um, should we go on to uh, Fatally Flawed Flawed? yeah so this is part two of Fatally Flawed Way for those of you who have not heard the previous episode 
where we covered this. This is where yeah. oh, we cover yeah. four wrestlers in a hypothetical match. Is it going to be four, is it? It's always four. It's yeah. a fatally flawed way, isn't okay, it? So, okay. um, uh-huh. um, it's not a flatally six-pack match. Um, oh, that's confusing. Yeah. Uh, a so rotten six pack. A rotten six. Um, so it's four wrestlers in possibly the worst constructed match you could think of. I mean, I'm afraid to see this. Last, last, last time you gave us Meat, Sean yep. Stasiak, Heidenreich, Snitsky, and David Otunga, who yeah. then came back to SmackDown following this. <laughs> so I'm They're listening. to think They're listening. who is uh, going to be on Who's this next. One. So okay. give us uh, Fatally Flawed Way, number two, and let's see what four buttes you've got in the ring this time. Okay, so... I'd... Would this happen at a pay-per-view, do you think? Um, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very good pay-per-view. Um, so I decided to refer back to... The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Oh, okay. And okay. pick four... four. Well, they've got to be legends then, because the streak is defines Undertaker. Yeah. Um, no. no. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, yeah. the giant Gonzalez. Naturally. Yeah. Okay. Number two, King Kong Bundy. Oh, okay. Entry number three. And you mean King Kong Bundy circa 1995, don't yes. you? Not King Kong Bundy 1985. Yeah, yeah. Old oh. and past at King Kong Bundy. Um, Psycho Sid with an S. Oh. Okay, yeah. And finally, Mark Henry. Oh. So you've got those four legends in the ring. Who would win and why? Uh, right, I know who I'm going to pick on here. Uh, I I would go for King Kong Bundy. Okay. Um, mainly because even though he was past it in uh, 1995 and he took on The Undertaker in possibly the worst WrestleMania, definitely the worst WrestleMania of all time yep. because The Undertaker and him had that match and then the, the main event was Shawn Michaels and Diesel making a dreadful match. Yes. And then Lawrence Taylor and uh, Bam Bam, Bam, Bam Bigelow. Oh, um, but I would say Kiko Bundy because whilst he, he was past it, whilst he was grossly overweight um, and it just wasn't good he had some charisma <laughs> yeah that's the only thing I can go on with that um, yeah Joey what do you think I, I, I'm tempted to go with Mark Henry because whilst... uh, are we talking sexual chocolate era Mark Henry or um, just Mark Henry uh, strongest man? I think it's more Hall of Pain Mark Henry yeah. because that's the point of his career where he actually became this is going to sound really strange when referring to Mark Henry, but a mm. legitimate threat. Mm. Okay. They yeah. started booking him like he was actually supposed to be booked. Mm. Well, it's that Mark well Henry. you're talking about the Mark Henry, when it was The Undertaker, Mark Henry at WrestleMania, you're talking about the Mark Henry that we saw versus Kurt Angle at the Royal Rumble, because that eventually led yeah, towards that match, isn't it? That's a fair point as well. Yeah, so if we put it in the context of, of the era... That yep. Mark Henry. I'm still going with that Mark Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, neither of us said Giant Gonzalez. Uh, well, I'd be surprised if you had. Um, given a choice between all of them, I think I'd back up Joey and go with Mark Henry myself just because um, I think he kind of has the ability to carry some form of match. Yeah. Um, King Kong Bundy was just big and imposing. He didn't really have much else going for him. Giant Gonzalez had height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah, what you got going for you? He had height. height and he could snarl. I think I think Randy Savage said it right when he says, "How tall is he?" At WrestleMania Nine, Bobby Hinn goes, "How tall is he?" About twenty foot tall. 
Um, and Psycho said uh, that wasn't a good era for him. I know the only time I ever I ever thought Psycho Sid was decent was around the WrestleMania eight time. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. looked sort of young and powerful, and he just always looked a bit withered. You know, <laughs> yeah. That that sort of ninety two era of yeah. Psycho Sid, I think, is possibly well, it wasn't even Psycho Sid then; it was Sid Justice yeah. at that point, wasn't he? So, um, but I think that era of, of Sid's involvement in wrestling was potentially his best. Um, it was all kind of downhill after that really. Well like I say for that WrestleMania 13 when Undertaker took on Psycho yeah. Sid was thank God for Steve Austin, Bret Lehman and Hart because yeah. if that match wouldn't have happened that probably would have been the worst WrestleMania of all time. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah. Um, that was horrendous. Yeah. Um, there will be another one. <laughs> how, how long do you reckon that match would go on for? Too long. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Do you reckon be the like, entrances would last longer than the, uh... the... Well, the entrances would go on for probably about five, ten minutes. Then you'd have them all stood in the ring huffing and panting. Um, then you'd probably have a 20-minute match where not much happens, and then somebody would botch a finish. That would be another match where the um, the managers outside would be more interesting. <laughs> yeah. You could have the Harvey Whippleman. Uh, yep. King Kong Bundy was the Million Dollar Man. Uh, Psycho Sid... Was at one point Harvey Whippleman and Million Dollar Man as well. So Million, <laughs> million Dollar Man is arguing with himself um, and <laughs> Harvey Whippleman as well. Yeah, um, and Mark Henry. Um, well, May so, Young. May oh, Young. Uh, I, I was going to say Daviri because I think that was. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Yep. Who apparently has uh, he's on his way back to Raw. So there we go. Oh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So um, okay, there you go. Um, that was horrible. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> so moving on. Let's go for Invasion 2001. Okay. Okay. Um, so this was our botch to uh, Broadway, which is a pay per view which we don't know whether it's going to be good. We don't know what well, we do sort of, but we don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Uh, we chose this one because we wanted a pay per view that was half decent because we seem to be doing just dreadful ones. Yeah. Um, so. Do you want to talk us through the background of this one first before we yeah. look at it? So, uh, it was quite a weird era because 2001 saw the end of ECW and WCW as it was. End of the Attitude Era, really. Yeah, end of the Attitude Era. So, we're sort of progressing into the, the next stage, like the ruthless aggression stage yeah. of the WWE. Um, so, it all kicked off with a uh, storyline, uh, the kayfabe thing of Shane McMahon buying WCW from... Uh, under Vince McMahon's nose and taking on responsibility for that. A very fetching black yes. jumper. Yep. Uh, that episode of Nitro is now on the network as well, so you can actually watch the, the entire run if you're really desperate. <laughs> so you can actually uh, catch the, the entire build-up to this Invasion pay-per-view from there, because this was in May 2001, mm-hmm. uh, and that episode of Nitro and that Raw where they did the simulcast was in... March, oh, no, this, this so is July. Just before WrestleMania, wasn't it? Yeah, so that, that was, was March, o, March 01. This was actually July 01. Yeah, because they had a few um, months where they were obviously deciding what to do with WCW because the initial yeah. plan was maybe they would uh, run a separate, basically eliminate SmackDown and put WCW on there. Yeah. The, they the, then had Buff Bagwell versus Booker T and that yeah. got scrapped very, very quickly. Yeah, the, the, the problem was, and this was common, uh, I'll cover part of uh, this in, in the, the review of the show, but the big recognisable names from WCW, you didn't have them. No, because that, they, that they where... all had guaranteed contracts that yeah. lasted a year or so longer from uh, Turner Broadcasting. Yeah. So, as, as a result, you didn't really have that high so impact. You had, you had no NWO, you had no Goldberg, you had no Sting. Uh, Sting um, you know, basically the people yeah. that you wanted to see. 
they, they weren't there. <laughs> and, and this this is why they ended up bringing the ECW stable. Then they formed the Alliance because yeah. uh, I, I don't think WCW was a draw for the WWE fans at that point. So uh, and, and then you had the whole thing with uh, Stephanie being the owner, quote unquote, of ECW, which I thought was daft because yeah. you could have just had Paul Heyman as the owner of WCW, yeah. uh, ECW, and then fine. Um, bringing Steph into that. I mean, in uh, the backstage segments, of this because uh, the the structure of this show was match backstage segment yeah, with yeah. either Vince or Shane slash uh, Stephanie, and they sort of alternated depending on who won the match and you know what the the outcome would be. Um, and Stephanie screeches all the yeah. way through the show. So so annoying. Um, but as for the event itself, um, I thought it was. Quite solid. Really um, I brilliant, mean, brilliant the, cover uh, yeah. artwork as well. The, yes. the Vince McMahon show and face merged yeah. together. That was um, at the time. It was in my homework diary at school. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Along with the unforgiven one with the three Steve Austin heads thing from that year. Uh, the 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 red uh, red artwork bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I didn't put any homework stuff in there. Just for the record, it was just wrestling posters. But, no one's interested. No, moving on. So uh, for the actual uh, event itself, so uh, on the the pre-show, which would have well, been that's not, we didn't see that. So it would have been we, heat we anyway. Can't but, talk about it, can we? So. Um, but they talked about it in the event. But it's Chavo Guerrero for the Alliance defeated Scotty Too Hotty in a singles match. What so, a joke! What a shot. match! Yeah. So the opening match of the pay-per-view itself, Edge and Christian, representing WWF at the time, defeated Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. Yeah, uh, quite a dreadful opening match. Um, mm. I always wanted more at Landstorm. I always, I think I've said this before. His WWE career just never really didn't became happen, any. did it? Mike Awesome again wanted more out of him. Never saw any no. any value really. So. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, um, wasn't ten great. minutes, not a good match. No. Um, uh, what was when he was? This was the point where Christian was uh, shining up the King of the Ring trophy of Edges, wasn't he? Yes, that was it, really. Yeah. Um, so it's more to do with the, their characters outside of the matches more than it was the uh, the quality of the match itself. The next match, uh, I enjoyed. Yeah, Earl Hebner, referee for WWF. Ironically, bearing in mind what's since yeah. happened with with Earl, uh, defeated Nick Patrick, who's a WWF reason that WCW sucked. Yeah. Um. Um. And uh, with Mick Foley as the special guest referee, that it was just a slap fest, really, wasn't it? And then it was I done. just thought you compare that match to the first match. It was more intense. Yep. And it had more of a purpose. <laughs> yeah. So it was just better, but um, it was two minutes, 50 seconds. Would it have been any longer? It would have got awful. But, um, yeah, it yeah. was sharpened to the point. Uh, next match on the card, the APA against uh, Builders, the Natural Born Thrillers, which is Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo. The APA... Squash match, basically. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, bear in mind as well that um, O'Hare and Palumbo actually had... Sort of solid, uh, sort of wrestling background as well. Though the WCW tag champs, uh, and then they got squashed by Farouk and Bradshaw. And they uh, basically at this point, you wouldn't have known that Chuck was going to become uh, Billy and Chucky. Yeah, yeah. Around, so that we'll get jealous well, yeah. of Chuck. Yeah. So Damn there we it. go. Before he dyed his hair blonde, indeed. And, uh, yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, next on the card, uh, which was a surprisingly good match, yeah, it was really good. Uh, Billy Kidman against X Pac. So you got the cruiserweight champ from WCW against the still heel X Pac, who's the light heavyweight. <laughs> well, that was the thing with this one. Though. They clearly they didn't really know what the hell to do with X Pac at this point because they just created X Factor, then they did this invasion, mm. and then it was like, 
oh, they're all hate-ex-puck. He's supposed the to be the It's the commentary in this match as well. Yeah. They were like, oh, everybody's going to love X-Puck. They'll come out and they just booed him out of the building. Yeah. And yeah. Jai was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> Um, so I think the, the Billy Kidman won that match and I think they're the right person there uh, yeah. next up was a weird one Raven against William Regal mm. uh, now I I quite enjoy Regal's matches to an extent um, yeah. the, the the thing with Regal is that he has a very I mean he can adapt his style to suit whoever he's wrestling Raven for I mean, the, the most problem part is Raven won't adapt his style yeah. that's the problem yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. so Raven can be a solid presence in a match presuming uh everything uh goes to plan and uh he's got the right opponent as well uh, as, as, it was bad wasn't it yeah as, as far I as always, regal tried, I always felt with with go on sorry i finished yeah as far as regal tried to carry it and mm. to uh, to make basically to put raven over it it didn't work i always felt with raven that I wanted the Raven character to mm. be something more in WWE. Yep. Um, I obviously haven't found him massively in ECW or WCW, but I always liked the character. But when he got into the ring, it was just like, I always felt like he couldn't be bothered. I know he sat in the corner and that was his gimmick, but when he was yep. actually moving around the ring, it was a bit like, oh. The only time I ever remember thinking that was pretty decent was that hardcore match at WrestleMania 17. It's mm. a big show in Kane. Um, which the, which was decent. The the only thing I it remember. Seems an odd sentence when you oh, say yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The the only uh, thing I could say that was good about him was his intro music. Yeah. WWF intro music, the one that was on volume five, I think it was. Yeah. The crow's going. Yeah. Raven's going. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. There we go. So next on the card was Chris Canyon, Sean Meat Stasiak, and Hugh Morris. Versus. Against versus Billy, Mister Asgun, the main event. Big Show and Albert in a six-man tag. What a pointless match. Yeah. Absolutely dreadful. Waste of time. I uh, mean, the, the only one... That, in hindsight as well, I mean, Albert, Albert was solid. Big Show was just meandering at this stage. Billy Gunn, I've... Needed since, a gimmick. Since realised he was the man in search of a gimmick. And Chris Canyon was really the only guy out I, of that. I would have liked potential. Billy Gunn um, to really? have... Um, <laughs> No, I'd have liked Billy Gunn to have gone to WCW and had the same sort of treatment as Brutus Wild Beefcake, just jumping from <laughs> yes. gimmick to gimmick to gimmick. Yeah. Know? Because Brutus Beefcake, you could have had the Brutus Beefcake gimmick of the booty yep. man, because effectively yeah. that's what they did in WWE, mm. the ass man, you know. Yeah. So, um, there we go. Okay. Um, um, honestly, if you're listening to this uh, this podcast, You've got to see that tag match um, to realise how pointless it was. It was four just, minutes. It was just. Squeezed just from in the, the start, but they all just looked like they were just like, "Why are we in this match?" Yeah. I mean, even the ending of the match, I think it's Sean Stasia drops Billy Gunn with a reverse DDT, and then goes to cover him, and you see Billy Gunn visually throw him off as if he's like, "You're not the legal man." And like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. He just throws him off, and then the other bloke covers him. And he's like, "What? What? This is gone oh, wait, down wait, well. what?" What before yeah. the next match then there was an excellent backstage uh, promo between William Regal telling uh, I loved it when William Regal got angry his, his angry yeah. promo used to go, go out there and kick his bloody ass yeah. <laughs> um, and that was that was like the the yeah. best uh, sort of thing um, so Tajiri versus Taz yeah must uh, have been getting towards the end of Taz's in ring career at this point yeah uh, the the thing about that is this is what I mean that match finished with uh, Tajiri getting the win with the green mist yeah and 
I think uh, I, I sort of double check this through uh, Reddit as well, but it looks like he went a good like couple of minutes with the uh, the, the green mist stuff in his mouth and the... just like nose breathing Trying whilst doing yeah doing all of the uh, all the, the moves still through that match and and not letting it out and then doing the surprise yeah. thing. So it's probably when he fell outside of the ring. I think he went against the, the, the ring steps and he might have sort of put it in there. But he had to go quite a significant period of that match, which was only six minutes to be fair. But he, um, just in, in terms of a technical perspective and the control and everything and being able to have that ready to go for, for that amount of time, it's uh, quite uh, interesting. Yeah. And I don't think a Taz victory there would have actually helped no, uh, in any capacity. Uh, next up, which uh, I think was possibly the match of the evening, ironically enough, well, Rob I do Va- have to agree. Yeah. Rob Van Dam uh, against Jeff Hardy for the Hardcore Championship. Mr. Overrated versus Jeff Hardy. Um, yeah. Deleted before this match, uh, you got Matt Hardy ironically taken out. Yeah, <laughs> the chair shot in the again, back. Yeah, which is brilliant. Uh, he had a chair shot and he sort of lay there like a Family Guy character going. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, what was just indicative of the era now: a bra and panties tag match with Mick Foley as special guest referee, Trish and Lita against uh, Tory Wilson and Stacey Keebler. Now, this was the pay per view as well that had the backstage promo of Tory Wilson cupping her own bosom. Yes, and yes, uh, I call and, that. and complimenting, yeah, and complimenting Stacey on her very, very long legs. Yeah, and they wonder why they got no respect. Yeah. Could you imagine uh, if they tried to do a bra and panties match these days? Uh, yeah, he'd yeah, 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 be booed out of the building. Work. Yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, and then the the main event, the inaugural brawl, and to date the only brawl, yeah. <laughs> um, the Alliance uh, against Team WWF. Now the Alliance was Booker T, Diamond Dallas Page, Rhino, Bubba Ray Dudley, and Devon Dudley, and possibly their only WWF main event. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall any others. Uh, probably the just the no, no, right no, no, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Team WWF, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin, who uh, the, the whole storyline building up to this was that he was on oh, the old Stone Cold. Damn, Damn it! Welcome back, Vince. Because uh, at this point, Stone Cold had gone down a bit of a, a milder route. Yeah. He's singing to people and playing guitar, my Uh Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, The Undertaker, and Kane. And the big twist here, I mean, this was a 29-minute match. It was a solid yeah, half hour. Um, was that at the very end, Stone Cold turned on Team WWF and uh, joined the Alliance. Which And JR wasn't happy about that either. Uh, no, he wasn't. He was, he was very angry. Quite chap. upset. Yeah. Yes, quite, quite <laughs> upset. Um, and uh, that sort of led into the remainder of, of the, the Invasion storyline. Yeah. And... I'll be honest, the fact that we didn't have any big names from WCW destroyed it. I think it killed it dead. The, like you said, the, the fact that we had uh, Booker T against Buff Bagwell on Raw and it just went down <laughs> like a lead balloon. Uh, um, but bearing in mind as well that when Scott Steiner finally appeared, yes. that also did not go well. Look good, can't wrestle. Yeah. That's a common theme with these talk. WCW yeah. characters. Uh, I think the, the only person that actually really got anything out of his WWF room was maybe Goldberg. No, no, dreadful. Booker T would be the well, answer to that question. Yeah, but Booker T wasn't really the only that person. Level. He that wasn't the, the big name. Legitimately made something out of their return to WWE was Hulk Hogan. 
Yeah. And that surprises you. No. No. <laughs> so what yeah. they missed here, which they he, he came back later, and I think it would have made it a whole more depth Sting. to the angle. Just go up to that card, go up the card a bit, right? Yep. Just look at the matches that weren't very good on this uh, pay-per-view. So Edge of Christian versus Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. Yep. Okay. Um, the other one was APA versus Natural Born Thrillers, Sean yep. O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo. Uh, Raven versus William Regal. Yep. And, what was the, and the, the big Morris. tag match. Right. Yep. Take any of those matches and replace one of those superstars in the tag match, the WCW ones, yep. or replace the individual wrestler that you don't like. With Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> how much, oh, no, how no, much no, more interesting would Edge and Christian versus Lance Storm and Hacksaw Jim Duggan have been? Or I'd be the quest- APA versus Sean O'Hare and Hacksaw <laughs> Jim Duggan? Or Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus William Regal? You know, uh, I would be questioning the book's sanity. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think if, if you had gone down the route of, okay, so we can't get the big names of WCW, let's get the legends in. Who jump ship from yeah. WWF to WCW? Let's get the overrated. I yeah. mean, where's the booty man? Where's old? Um, yeah, snip, um, snip. Yeah, old uh, Brutus. That you know, just something to make you go. That's Brutus. <laughs> you know, that that would have done. But they didn't bother. Um, no, of course, I didn't. Ric Flair, they would have made it, but yeah. they were keeping him till later on because mm. he, he wasn't into it at this point because he, uh, he actually hated WCW. So <laughs> there we go. But okay. uh, anything at all, I mean, just even one big name that was associated with the WCW's towards the end, that would have done it. As it as it was, we got Booker T and DDP. I think it says a lot as well that um, <laughs> Buff Bagwell was not called upon. For this invasion. Well, Buff Bagwell um, did the the inaugural yes. WCW match. Yep. Um, then on, on fired, I and then either the next week or on SmackDown, he was in a backstage segment, and then then he he was just, never just seen again. Yeah. Um, and rightfully so, because mm. I, I remember being um, that that show happened when I was I'd, I'd gone away with my my dad and someone um, to one of his friends. Though. So I remember in the morning. Turning the TV on, going, oh, oh, wrestling's on, and sitting there quite embarrassed about what I saw. The other <laughs> thing I, I think didn't work with that was more so than usual. Yeah, was they changed the commentary team over? Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. um, and it, that it was really a full WCW work, slot, did yeah. because yeah. like that was, it was just awful. It went from being raw to cheap within seconds, yeah. and it? it was just horrible. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, that was the invasion. So overall rating for that show uh, uh, was it botch or was it Broadway? I would say it was a free because I think yeah. the 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 storyline behind it was good. Yeah, there were some dreadful matches in there, but because it was WCW versus WWE, yeah, it's like the, the dream yeah. event. Uh, it was yeah. a dream event, but wasn't the dream event at the nah. same time. So um, they did what they could. Enough, a lot of people criticise this um, paper, this this story, this the old invasion. But I think it started and ended with two really decent pay-per-views because the first one was the invasion, which we've just said was awesome, about three stars. Mm. The final one was three the, turnbuckles. Yeah, the three yeah. turnbuckles. The final one was the uh, Survivor Series, where it was the winner take all, um, and they unified all the titles. Yes, and that is a bloody decent pay-per-view as well. So, oh, maybe yeah. we can cover that yeah. uh, so shortly. As on well. the way to Survivor Series, we might cover yeah, that yeah. one as we Why go not? into yeah, yeah. the the, the uh, end of year end of year pay-per-views. In that so, case, then we would have to certainly cover some of the 10-man tag matches. Yeah, definitely. So, oh, but yeah. that's that's still a couple of months away. Let's yes. enjoy the summer. Indeed. We're starting to feel the heat. Oh, God. 
Okay, what's next? Go on. Damn it. Right. Um, okay, so next up we will go for uh, YWCW Sucked. Okay, part six. Part six. So, YWCW Sucked. We've looked at referees. We've looked at the rings. We've looked, <laughs> we've looked at gimmicks. We've looked at gimmick matches. We've looked at toys. We've looked at um, everything. Ric Flair. Woo! We've looked at Ric Flair. Woo! YWCW Sucked. Now, bear with me on this one. Okay. I was bearing. Initially, all oh right, okay. Initially, this wasn't a factor in WCW. So the bits that I've been watching around the NWO invasion yep. sort of angle, this wasn't a factor. So I think this crept in around '98 when they went up to three hours. Yeah. And they thought, how do we fill three hours? Because that's a good idea. A three-hour <laughs> show. Mm. How do we fill three hours? Nitro girls. Oh, the Nitro girls. So yeah. What on earth is that? No, don't get me wrong. There are different, there, you know, the, 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 the demographic that watches uh, Raw and presumably Nitro is classed as sort of like your, your mid-teens to Oops. sort of 40 years oh, old. Only a pen. Gen, generally males. Yeah. Um, obviously, Hormonal. there's a lot of uh, attractive women being Nitro girls. Shawn Michaels' eventual was one wife of them. was one of them. And that's, that's <laughs> where I, he I first saw gonna, it. Um, I thought you were going to say Shawn Michaels was one of them. <laughs> uh, Shawn Michaels <laughs> was Nitro girl. Um but oh, brilliant. I don't. What it resembles me as is. Do you remember when ECW was uh, reborn and uh, they had uh, Kelly's Extreme Expose? Oh, where, oh, where she was, which was randomly danced in the middle of the ring with two other people. I think one of them was Layla and someone else for a while. And, and it was like, why? Why are they still dancing in the ring now? Well, because they're not very good in the ring. So yeah. I'm going to make them. Dance. Um, and basically, that was that. So. I can't think of a worse way. I mean, I know w- we said about WWE filling, like using the females in bra and panties matches and things I like that. I mean, it was but the era. There was a storyline. Well, yeah, yeah. There's, Just there's having some... these. And if they wanted them as Nitro girls, like they could have done this, something like the Raw did at the start, where they used to have the woman in the ring with the, you know, the yeah. sign, like, we like it Raw, whatever it said. Um, or they they, they were some horrendous escort... looking women. Yeah, they were, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do wonder how they selected them. Let's find the. The uh, roughest uh, women we can find. Is, uh, L- Linda thinks I'm having an affair. So, <laughs> damn it, I've got to find some... Uh, some, some, some right, you just go home? Some right dogs. Damn it. <laughs> and, uh, damn it. Damn it. Yeah. So, uh, the thing is, I, I still had an affair. <laughs> damn it. Uh, so, um, but the... the um, just a, just a waste of time, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, 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 it was an Eric Bischoff, because uh, I've been watching the Monday Night War... Um, uh, series on on the network. I'm still three quarters of the way through. I'm still not watching. They're good shows, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was basically uh, another effort from Eric Bischoff to be different to the competition That's to do something. Yeah, uh, to do something that uh, that WWF at the time was not doing, um, and again pandering to that male demographic. So yeah. Yeah, so that was it. Uh, so that that was that section. Um, let's go yeah. on to something else then. Uh, you got three minutes. Three minutes. Let's. Uh, let's... Yeah, Did I just say three, three minutes? minutes? There we go. Yeah. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, don't bother in- yeah. investigating. <laughs> um, so let's go on to um, let's go on to tag team turmoil. I think. Okay. okay. Yeah. So we'll cover that. Who? Where we going to in tag team turmoil? Who no, is the best who is lord? The, okay. the who is the better wrestler? Who is the 
the uh, the better one of the two yep. in the tag team, and I think I'm I was going to go for one, but I'm, I'm taking it off because I don't think I know the answer to this one. <laughs> so I'm going to go for a a different one. Um, this one's going to be quite tricky. Yeah. Um, New Age Outdoors. Oh. Road Dog, Jesse James, or Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn. Well, we know. Oh, who's the Marty Gennetti? Um, I know who's going to pick. I think, I think I, the thing I, with this I, one is, and I think uh, before we go on to this, I think the, the temptation with this one is to think Road Dog is the better one because of how he was he's advertised these days as a WWE legend, which he is. Yeah. But... Um, I... I have fonder memories for Billy Gunn. I have a lot of respect for Billy Gunn. Um, Road Dog just didn't have the same hair. He didn't. No, uh, he didn't have the same search. Well, the Road Dog had a gimmick. Uh, Billy Gunn was always in search of one. He, yeah. If he wasn't a smoking gun, he was uh, Mister Ass. He was the one. Talk about uh, engines music. Yeah, that's dreadful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, by comparison. The Road Dog, when he came in as the roadie, he had a better intro storyline. He had a better feud with Jeff Jarrett, although it was put on hold for like a year and a bit while they both left the company. Um, so, from and from from a wrestling perspective as well, I actually think I prefer Road Dog over Billy Gunn. Oh, well, so uh, I would say Billy Gunn is the Marty Jannetty of, of the New Age Outlaws. And how about you, old boy? It's, it's made a convincing argument, but the thing I see. You had Road Dog as a hype man. Yeah. He'd come in. And then most of the matches followed the same kind of plan. It was Road Dog was in, he'd get beat up, he'd be the face in peril, as it were. And then, and then Billy Gunn would Billy rush Gunn in and save the day, Billy, Billy as he Gunn, does in my dreams. Billy Gunn had come in and do most of the heavy lifting in the match. His hair flowing, <laughs> bristling in the breeze, uh, flowing. It's kind of close to call. Because it it is a close one, but I mean, despite my uh, joke, joking aside about the the Billy Gunn situation, joking aside, joking, nobody agreed to that. Nobody's joking. Um, I I from from a, a character building perspective and from uh, from the the development side of things, Road Dog wins it, but just about mostly because he was consistent with his gimmicks, and once he found something that worked, and there's the end. Once you found a gimmick that worked, that was it. Whereas Billy Gunn was always, he was always the man in search yeah. of a gimmick. Yeah, I think singles wrestling, I suppose, Road Dog might be considered more successful. Billy Gunn jumped from tag team to tag team, didn't he? Yeah. You know, he went from um, the Smoking Guns, which was a team that outstretched its welcome far too long. Yes. He then tried to do sort of singles wrestling and was managed by like, the Honky Tonk Man and stuff. <laughs> and that was just like terrible. Was like, no. He then became the New Age Outlaws. Um, he then um, it's my leg again. <laughs> sorry. Um, he then went to uh, Billy and Chuck, um, which was yeah. just. Then you had this sort of. They did try and form a team with him and the Big Show, and yeah. Him and Bob Holly at one point, um, and it, then it'll just... be the new cut coming up soon, which is him and AJ Styles, uh, which will be <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Um, well, with their uh, hairdresser barber style, uh, managed by Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. and there we go. So, um, there we go. The show's done. Yeah. Um, so, next episode is our SummerSlam Spectacular. Uh, That's one word for it. Don't oversell it. <laughs> <laughs> so, for next episode, we've got a couple of different things that we've, we're going to be talking through. We're going to be talking through, obviously, a lot of old SummerSlams. So, yep. uh, from a few weeks back, we set some SummerSlam watching to be doing. Yeah. Um, so, old man Joey, can you remember the two SummerSlams that you're supposed to be watching? 89 and uh, 2012. Uh, that's it. I had 1990 and another one which I've not got written down here, but I have got 2009. Down here. 2009. There, you there we go. And uh, I had SummerSlam 95. I refused, I refused to, to watch. watch. Yeah. So SummerSlam 96, and I'm going to go for 2003. Okay. Okay. So SummerSlam 96 and 2003. Um, on top of that, though, I think uh, we need to all watch um, for so botch to Broadway for mm. next week. Is SummerSlam 2002. Ah, excellent. Yep. Which I would We've already covered the strongest SummerSlam of all time. Haven't we already covered the main event from that one, the Hogan? No. No? No. no oh, no, no. This no. is um, Shawn Michaels and uh, Triple H. Yes. Correct. Yes. So SummerSlam 92. Um, and I just want to. 2002. That's because I'm coming on to the next one. The next yeah. one, the main event, Jobber, which I'd yep. like you to cover for SummerSlam special. Is uh, 1992, not the final match, which was British Bulldog versus Bret Hart in, in an extremely good uh, IC top yes. match. Uh, Randy Savage versus the Ultimate Warrior, uh, SummerSlam 1992. Oh, okay. Okay. Happy Happy Day. Day. Um, so that's that. Um, also, for um, for the next, uh, well, not for the next show, for two shows' time, you're going to be doing uh, some five uh, good, what was it? Matt Hardy Matt matches. Matt Hardy matches. Yeah. So that, that is yeah, that good. That might take two shows' um, time to find. And, <laughs> yeah. and obviously that will be it. So we'll be looking at SummerSlam. We'll be making our predictions for SummerSlam yep. in the next show. We'll be reviewing our SummerSlams, um, which which is, is good. Um and we'll just we'll just go down that route of reviewing a lot of SummerSlams, I think, uh, and just seeing seeing what happens, feeling the heat. Yep, uh, oh, I, yeah. I'll I'll also come up with a facially flawed way that's SummerSlam related yes, as well, yes. just in case. Um, SummerSlam, yeah, I'm amazed even none of us are watching SummerSlam '91. Match Where... made in heaven. Match made in hell. Nuptials turn to napalm <laughs> as the as we as feel the, the heat. The, Triangle of Terror, take on Hulk Hogan, and the Ultimate Warrior. You say you're a mouse, but you're the one that picked out the SummerSlams for us to watch, so in fact, it's mm. your fault. Nah. <laughs> Sorry. I are are you done? Are I you got done? possessed again by this, Yeah, it happens far too often these days. Um, okay, uh, if you want to get in touch, drop us an email, randomstota at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on the Twitters. At Iron Man Podcast, at Huge Greenberger, at the Simon Pryor. Uh, you can get the show notes for all of these episodes on randomstoke.com forward slash Iron Man Podcast. Download links to all the previous episodes. You can also find us on iTunes, on Deezer, Stitcher, other podcatchers of your choice. Uh, please leave us a review wherever the podcasts are available. That would really help us out. And if you've got anything you'd like to see on the show, please drop us an email or send us a message on Twitter and we'll uh, we'll see if we can include it in a future episode. Guys, have you got anything you would like to add at this stage? No. No. Okay. Rock and roll connection. Hopefully rock and, not. Rock and wrestling connection. 
Rock and Sock Connection. There we go. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>